What is up, everybody? Welcome to a UFC 271 recap edition of the Fight Talk podcast. I'm John Mosley. That's Steven Jensen. We've spent roughly two hours discussing Cody Rhodes and the Minnesota Vikings. So it's uh, been a pretty tip-top day so far uh, for the interest of one Steven Jensen. <laughs> yeah, a lot going on. Uh, phone's blowing up. Twitter's blowing up. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk some UFC today. And y'all will also be hearing more from John Mosley um, a little bit later this week, probably over on Fightful. So Ooh. check that out when it drops. I'll definitely have a lot of links up on Twitter uh, when we get all that taken care of. But that all being said, yeah, let's talk some UFC 271. 271 uh, in the books officially a couple days ago at the time of this recording. The main event uh, went about uh, as I expected with you, Stephen. A middleweight title on the line. Israel Adesanya defeating Robert Whitaker in the rematch. A unanimous decision, 48-47 times two and a 49-46. Uh, all five rounds the way of the champ. Uh, Adesanya stays undefeated at middleweight, bro. Yeah, I mean, he continues to re-clean out his division. Like, he's running back rematches beating guys second times. Uh, this was a really close fight, though, in my opinion. Um, I honestly, when I watched it live, I by no means think this was a robbery. I'm not saying that at all. But I do think Robert Whitaker did enough to win on the scorecards. Um, that said, I, I like that Adesanya retained, mainly because I, I never like when a championship changes hands when it's, like, super close. Like, I really, like, like most other fans, I, I really like seeing someone really beat the champion to become the champion. But um, if I was just scoring it round by round, I thought that Whitaker did enough because I also thought that on the feet, the striking was fairly um, even, I think, as far as like how often each landed and, and the damage. And Whitaker was the only one initiating and scoring takedowns and stuff during the fight, which I gave him extra points for. But that said, Adesanya retains. I mean, these are the two best middleweights in the division, in my opinion. Um, I think it's pretty clear. And, you know, we'll talk about Jared Cannonier in a second, but I'd imagine Cannonier is the next challenger for Adesanya because he's the one guy that's ranked in the uh, – let me pull up the rankings real quick. And middleweight, um, Adesanya is the champ. He's beat Whitaker twice. He's never – fought Cannoneer, and now Cannoneer ranks right underneath Whitaker at number two. You have Vittori, who Adesanya has beaten twice, Brunson, who Adesanya has beaten and just lost to Cannoneer. Um, he's beat Costa. He's, you know, so all, most of these guys, like, Cannoneer's, let me put it this way, Cannoneer's the highest-ranked guy now that has not had a chance to fight Adesanya. So um, I think it makes the most sense. Although I did see a tweet from Chimeov saying that he wanted in. And, and, and if, and you know, he, he's mainly been making his run at welterweight, but he, he fights at both weight classes. And that's the one thing I think that might potentially derail Cannoneer is like, I think it's going to be Cannoneer and Adesanya next for the title, but it's possible that Chimeov just like slides in there. He, Chimeov's fighting Gilbert Burns soon at welterweight, but if he wins that fight, he's definitely number one contender at welterweight, and he might be able to slide it at middleweight just because it'd be a big fight. And uh, I, I don't know. But what, what did you think about this? Do you think Adesanya did enough to win on the scorecards? And what do you think about him fighting Cannoneer or someone else next? I did. I, I thought 
much the same as you. I thought it was close. I knew it would be a, a closer fight uh, than the last time. Obviously, uh, Adesanya with the, the finish there, I believe it was in the second round. Um, so I knew Whitaker was going to come in motivated. Obviously, uh, a tough loss like that. Um, I knew, I just, I had a, a gut feeling. I, I didn't think Whitaker was going to win. It was just that, uh, again, you're undefeated. Um, the only loss we've seen um, Adesanya take is that lost to Jan Blahovich, and that was what? That was up at light heavy. So um, I thought Adesanya would win, but I did. I expected it to be closer. I knew Whitaker was going to bring it. Like you said, uh, moments in that, I thought definitely the needle moving towards Whitaker. Um, but when it, when it came time for the judges, I did. I expected uh, Adesanya to win, and uh, and it was, man. It, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Whitaker fan. I'm a fan of both, um, but I was happy to see – he uh, he was able to leave the cage. Uh, you know, it's always sucks to lose with that loss, but you could see, you know, from a couple of years ago to to the rematch, um, a much much better outcome uh, for Robert Whitaker because now you do, man. Like, you know, being down 0-2 to somebody sucks, but you're saying, you know, you have a little bit of an argument saying, you know, if this sways this or that, like people, I don't think would have been shocked if he won a round or two or or maybe snuck out a split decision. Um, so yeah, and and about the uh, the next fight, I, I'm in on Cannoneer and um, and Izzy. I think that's a great fight, like you said. If you want to, we'll just segue in. Uh, Cannoneer, of course, got a win on the same card. Uh, beat Derek Brunson second round knockout via elbows. Um, impressive performance. Always great to get uh, to get a finish like that. I believe double checking. Yeah, performance of the night bonus went for Jared Cannoneer 50k uh, because of this finish. So. Um, I'm in on it. I'm still probably going to pick Adesanya, but again, when, with violence like this at a Jared Cannonier, uh, it's an, it's an interesting fight at the very least. Yeah, for sure. Um, like Cannonier's power is going to be potentially a problem for anybody. If he, if he lands on you, like it doesn't really matter who you are. He's just got so much power behind his strikes. Uh, it was wild though. Cause I mean, Brunson, was very close to winning the fight in the first round. Dropped Cannoneer. Yes. Had him crazy. in pretty much a rear naked choke. Um, if there was another few seconds left on the on the clock, he might have synced that in. I mean, I. But so it looks like it was all Brunson round one, and then something happened round two where he got caught and he would. I think he got caught like really early in the round and he would just look kind of out of it the rest of the round. Like he. He was throwing these or going for these takedowns that were like super sloppy and like not even mm-hmm. close. And he just started getting kind of pieced up. And he also seemed like he was getting gassed. So all uh, nothing but props to Jared Cannonier. He hung in there. He almost got finished in the first round, came back out there, got the job done, got Cannonier on the ground and just bashed his face and with just brutal elbows and Brunson's corner threw in the towel as well. So like, there was no uh there was no controversy here whatsoever. Like Jared Cannonier got the job done. And uh and yeah, like we both said, it, it makes the most sense for him to fight Adesanya next. I if I had to make a, a prediction right now, I would say I'd probably go with Adesanya to retain over Cannonier. I think he's just more dynamic. Um but that does make the most sense for the next title fight. Yeah, what five of his last six now wins. Uh, for Cannoneer, a couple finishes in there. Uh, you know, again, the, the win over Brunson, like you said, the the grit shown to uh, 
because I, I was with you, man. After that first round, I remember thinking, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to count Cannonier out, but like I wouldn't have been shocked to have uh, to see Brunson finish that in that second round. Instead, it goes the other way. So great performance. Now, like I said, uh, lost to Whitaker, the one L in that stretch. Um, since then, two wins now back to back, one over Kelvin Gastelum, now this over Derek Brunson. Uh, very interesting fight. One that, like you mentioned, uh, just Cannonier connects. I mean, that's that's the big story going in. Um, following this this fight at middleweight, Jared Cannonier dub, we had a heavyweight finish go, by the way, a gross elbow from Ty to Avasa, beating Derek Lewis second round. Uh, what, man, what was going through your mind when Derek's kind of standing there and the next thing you know, man, he is out? Dude, this was awesome. I was like the only person I knew, especially we did, we did a watch along. If anyone wants to check it out, youtube.com slash fightful. Um, we had like five people on there and I was the only person that took Tai Tuivasa on the whole panel. (laughs) I think I was the only person in the chat. Like I, like no one in the chat was, was taking him. And I was like, I, I just had a feeling about it. And also I felt like whoever landed the hardest first was going to win. And I know two of is a little bit faster. And during the first round, at one point, Lewis had two of on the ground and he was like, two of was standing up and Lewis was unloading some of his best shots right to the head of two of and it didn't phase him. And that had to have been like a huge moral victory for Tuivasa and probably pretty disheartening for Lewis where he's like, I just hit this dude with my best stuff like five times in a row. And he's like, he's just good to go. And Tuivasa got up and immediately was swinging back at him again and stuff like really, really impressive performance, especially considering Lewis is from Houston. So like it's his home crowd. He comes out to fat Pat. Who's, you know, a rapper from Houston like everything was Derek Lewis for this. And Tiavasa, to his credit, was getting cheered before the fight way more than most people would against Lewis in his hometown. And then he was getting cheered after the fight, too. And of course, he does the shoeies and he's, he's super marketable and he's a, he's a, a cool guy. Like he's he's a guy that I, I think that now now that he's done this, I mean, the way that he finished Lewis, especially got him up against the cage. He landed a punch to his head that definitely stunned him. And then he went in for the kill with that elbow that just it dropped Lewis face down on the ground. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Taichi Yavasa is now the number one contender for the the heavyweight championship. Um, granted, there's a lot of things that have to play out there. Like, you got to figure out what's going on with Nganu. Uh, yeah. and, and either way, he isn't going to fight for like nine months because of injury. So he's going to be on the shelf either way for the better part of the next year, probably um, whether it's the contract or injuries. Yeah. Um, you're, you've got John Jones and Stipe. That's they could do an interim title between those two fighting each other. And that'd be a huge fight, but mm. there's also, yeah, for sure. But, but there's also a lot of layers to that one. Like the question marks of not only getting John Jones to agree to do the fight and figuring out the money there between him and the UFC, but on top of that, with his track record, I, I hate to say it, but until he steps in the octagon, like just yep. too many things can go wrong outside the octagon that like I never want to get my hopes up too much for John Jones until like I see him actually making the walk to the cage. Yeah, for real. Um, I hate, hate to say yeah. where it's at, but that's exactly uh, one of our one of our friends. Um, 
wanted to talk about that with me, just that one of those, you know, we love to talk about the, in theory, the possibility of, and I just, I, I am so done. I, I can't even talk about John Jones. I mean, I'm, I, me and I both, uh, we've talked about how just that run watching him, like without a doubt, go pound for pound. Like just, I have so much respect for him and uh, such a fan of, of being able to see literally from, uh, I remember, uh, and I can't remember, it was like a Russian cat, the first guy I've watched Jones fight live other than the, the UFC 100. And it's like, since then, you know, I've been on that run. And then I just, I, I can't even talk about the possibility. Cause like you said, man, like it's such, it's, it feels like so unobtainable. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're probably thinking of, uh, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, I know it. uh, oh my gosh. Sorry. Last name starts with an M. I'm almost it's positive. An M, yeah. I know. I can. First name starts with a V. I'm pretty sure. You're actually, I think that's the exact fight I watched. Like on Fuel TV or whatever the fuck it was. And yeah, yeah, yeah that's man. He, I, remember, I remember that dude. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy who fought Tito like back in the day. Vladimir Matashenko. Yep. That's who we're thinking. That's it. That's yeah. it. That's the one. Since then, I've been like on the John Jones train, bro. But I just I can't even I can't even right now. Yeah, yeah. I I feel you. It's unfortunate. Um, and that's the thing, right? Like that's the the top three guys at heavyweight is those three. Absolutely. Then you, then you have surreal gone, kind of just like right on the outside of that. Yeah. Um, but but Chiavasa, I think, has got to rank. You know, the we do rankings for Fightful, and I think those will come out tomorrow. But I've already submitted mine, and and what I had there was, um, Ngannou at one. I think I had gone at. Well, actually, let me see where what I submitted because now I can't remember myself. It was a. Uh, yeah, so I had um, Gon, Stipe, and Nganu all above Chiavasa, but right after that, I got Chiavasa as, as the fourth. I mean, now because Derek Lewis was four before that. So, like, you just knocked out Derek Lewis, you jumped the line. So, yeah. Five um, in a row. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, just super marketable. So, like, I... I, I feel like ba- basically, I guess where I'm at with it is you try to put together Miocek versus Jones. If you can't get that done, if one of those two guys can't make it happen and the other one's still willing to fight, you do Tiavasa versus either Jones or Stipe. And if you can't get Jones or Stipe, you do Tiavasa versus Gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that that's at a certain point you do. you. I mean, Gone, like, there were moments in that Ngannou fight, you know, for some, like, I, I you know, it's, he wasn't, I mean, Francis Ngannou's Francis Ngannou, so I don't think he's completely out of the question, so I think that's, that's a very good lineage, um, and I think it's also a fight that, like you're saying, I mean, if you're the sponsors, if you're Dana, you're probably rooting for Tuivasa to win, and, and I mean, imagine the, uh, you know, imagine the Bud Light shoey, like some commercial with them, or, or course, whoever, Whoever who's giving UFC money for beer right now, like the the Shuey commercial right there, just I mean, money on the table. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, there's a lot you can do with that guy. So, yeah, I mean, he's just got to be featured now going forward. He's he's yep. definitely earned his place as because you. That's one of those things where you can't even be like, well, he's beating people, but like 
he's unmarketable. It's like, well, no, he's he's actually even more marketable as like a human being than he is as a fighter, probably. Like this is oh, gonna true. be this is gonna work out if, if he can get another big W. I mean, that's and he could very well be the next UFC world champion potentially. I mean, he doesn't have the same kind of he has a different type of power than Francis Ngannou, and he he isn't as fast um with a lot of his strikes and stuff and Ngannou is just a different looking athlete just in general I mean the guy looks like a freaking superhero but hell Taichi Avasa has got the power that you know he can knock anybody out um and he had good uh good conditioning too against Lewis like he didn't gas out or anything so so yeah I'm very very excited to see what happens uh going forward for Tuivasa but like I said he really should be in the mix for the heavyweight championship now 28 years old. Uh, he is 14 and three now. Like we said, five wins in a row. It's again the the numbers we love looking at. But um, he starts nine and zero in his career. Loses three in a row, including a loss to JDS. Um, and then uh, this this run now. So to be that young to bounce back, um, it's just so impressive. Uh, Shuey Vasa shirts should be out at any moment if they already aren't. Um, yeah, hell, hell of a co-main there, man. And again, like you said, just a nasty, gross, awesome finish over uh, a real star in his own right for the UFC. I mean, Derek Lewis is uh, one that, you know, I thought he had a weird mindset. Some of the stuff I'd seen coming in, in, he just seems to not really be enjoying fighting right now. The You know, all the extra stuff. It's one of those things where I I, I thought it'd be, I, I wasn't by any means saying two of us was out. I expected Derek to win. Until I saw some of that stuff about, you know, him just not really enjoying it um, because, you know, Ty is. Ty's enjoying this ride he's on. Um, so that was that was just a, another little wrinkle to that fight. Again, your uh, co-main, the heavyweight win for Ty to have Austin. I'm, I'm with you, Stephen, man. Like, whatever's next for him, it's, it's going to be big, whether it's an interim fight, whether it's somewhat of a number one contender fight. Um, big thing still before the year's out, you got to think, for Ty to have Austin. Um, uh, we're going to do a couple more, uh, the, obviously, the main card fights, and then uh, Steven's going to hit some high notes. We had um, a, a couple of big moments in the prelims, um, but but next up, we're going to hit this lightweight scrap. Alexander Hernandez losing uh, again this one, gets rear naked choke, submission loss in the second round um, to Neto Moicano. Um, I was excited about this fight, man. Like, you know, it, it, obviously, second round finish. Always a good one to uh, you know to get behind and get entertained with. Um, I know you're you talked a lot about Moicano, so I'm sure this was one you were you're pretty fired up to see as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a really good matchup on paper. Um, Moicano had a lot of hype uh, back in. I'm looking at his record right now. Back in like 2017, he was doing real well uh, coming out of Jungle Fight and then into the UFC. I remember a lot of hype. Uh, when he beat Jeremy Stevens and then he lost to Brian Ortega, but like, you know, it was a big step up in competition with Ortega being, you know, kind of a perennial number one contender level guy. Um, but then, I mean, Moicano beat Calvin Cater, which, you know, wow. Calvin Cater now is like one of the top guys, Cub Swanson, who's an absolute oh. legend. Um, but then he lost to Jose Aldo and Korean zombie back to back. But once again, these are like top tier guys. Um, but then since then, now he's three and three and one in his last four. His only loss being to Rafael Faziv, who's going to be fighting Junior Dos Santos. Sorry, Rafael Dos Anjos um, soon. Fight. And that's yeah, a big fight at lightweight. 
So Moicano is uh it's looking like he's you know his only losses have been to like really, really, really high level guys. So you know, and Alex Hernandez, I think, is a good fighter. Um, but he just remember, isn't I, in the same. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, no, I was gonna say quickly. Uh, you're about Hernandez. I remember how. Just, I think. Remember how just excited all the hype when he was ten and one. I remember going into that Cerrone fight, a lot of hype about this kid, a lot of possibilities, and then uh, you know, Cowboy put him down. Um, since then, it's kind of your point. You know, he's he's not lost any bad talent by any means. But uh, it's never good when you're, you know, you're you're on that win loss, win loss, win loss thing, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it probably isn't good for confidence either, because he had like super confidence heading into the Bro, Cerrone fight. He did. He was talking a little shit, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And and I think he got, I think he got humbled quite a bit by Cowboy that night. Um, yeah, I think Hernandez is a really good fighter. It's not like he's. It's not like he's at some like crossroads in his career where like he needs to like think about hanging it up or anything like that. But he might be better served to be, if I'm being completely honest, in like a Bellator or PFL or something for a while. But uh, he can beat guys in the UFC. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see him beating like the the upper tier guys, especially a lightweight, which is just such a stacked division. I mean, Moicano is doing most of his most of his fights at um, featherweight before this, and he's recently moved to lightweight. Um, he just kind of adds to an already stacked situation. Hernandez is just in like a really, really hard up uphill climb now. Yeah. Um, and, and Moicano just totally outclassed him. I mean, at the end of the day, Moicano is just a way better fighter than than Hernandez is, and that's not a dig on Hernandez. It's just to the the kind of like a highlight of how good Moicano is. Like he's he had no problem with him on the feet for the little bit of time it lasted there. And when he got him on the ground, it was it was all Moicano. Uh, Singed in a beautiful rear naked choke. Hernandez had no. It was one of those things where Moicano locked it in, and you could tell Hernandez was like trying to tap out, like pr- like pretty much right when he realized he was screwed. But he was like basically choked out so quickly that like the tap yeah. was slow. Like you know what I mean? Like Moicano yeah, yeah, yeah. just if, if Moicano gets your limbs, man, it's just game over. So. Um, yeah, super impressive performance from Hanada Moicano. Uh, nothing, nothing, uh, pretty much a flawless victory for a guy like him over, a, like I said, a quality opponent in Hernandez, a guy who just, he just isn't on the same level, but it's still, uh, it's still a, definitely a quality W. Yeah. Uh, you're saying a very good, very impressive win pushes him to uh, 16 and four. And, uh, and like we're saying here too, man, uh, a, a lot of these wins or losses, both, I mean, they're finishes. These are exciting fights that he's in. Uh, the last time uh, he, he actually went to the judges was that uh, Calvin Cater fight. So, uh, yeah, if you see Morcano on that card, man, you know you're going to get, you know, a, a an exciting scrap, very technical. And this was uh, this was that a dominant, but a very, very impressive win um, over another young talent, man. Uh, that rear naked show in the second round again. Um yeah, I, I I'm all eyes on Moicano this year for me, man. Like I said, you've been talking about him for a while, but seeing how quickly he uh, he did this and how how just impressive it was, like I'm in. I I can't wait to see uh, where he's at. You know, a year from now when we're talking about him. Um, the uh, the fight, the last fight we're gonna hit on this main card, the one that started off the uh, the pay per view, Bobby Green getting a dub, great career he's had, uh, 30-27 across the board, unanimous decision times three. Over uh, Nazrat Hakpares. Am I saying that wrong? 
No, that's that's pretty damn close. Just you call them mini Gastelum too. That's pretty much what everyone yes, calls it. Yes, mini Gastelum. Um, uh, but yeah, Bobby Green, uh, the decision win, man. This is his 29th career win, uh, 29, 12, and one. Uh, but probably more importantly, back to back wins now. He of course beat Raging Al uh, back in November of 2021, and then um, you know he had two losses before that, three wins before. So it's one of those he's putting multi multiple wins together again, and what uh, again. 42nd uh, professional fight already an impressive career uh, so far for Bobby Green. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Bobby Green as a fighter and a person. Dude's been through a lot of adversity as well, yes. like outside the cage. Um, and he, like, he, even the a lot of the fights that he's lost were just the wrong side of a split decision. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he he just had some bad luck with, with, uh, with judges' scorecards. But for the most part, I mean, especially recently, he's, I mean, the, the names that you just read out, like the guys he's been beating, um, even the guys he's losing to are like really, really good fighters and he's losing decisions. Like he's not going out there and getting like, you know, the last guy to knock him out is Dustin Poirier and that was in 2016. Um, wow. You know, so it's, you know, and Dustin Poirier is Dustin Poirier. Yeah, so, for real. You know, Bobby Green's tough as hell. He's got great hands. Um, I love watching him box. Uh, and just tough as hell. And he he honestly just outclassed um, Mini Gastelum. I mean, it's as simple as that. He beat him all three rounds. I saw no issue with the the scorecards there. And, you know, he's a guy who's been around the UFC for so long. Even MMA in general debuted in 2008. Like, he's a true veteran and a guy that I think, you know, more fans are, are behind him than I think the company realizes. Like, he's... He's yeah, a guy that real. people like to watch fight and he's great. He's an all, he's always great as a guy to open a show too, like to be the first fight on a card. Um, I think he just brings a certain type of energy and, and a certain style of fighting that gets people excited. And uh, yeah, another just big quality win for, uh, for green. Cause if I get the, uh, I just dropped the rankings on accident. Let me pull those back up. Cause I doubt that, uh, you know, I know they're not in the top 15, but if I look at lightweight, I mean, Bobby Green's not far off from guys like Diego Ferreira and uh, Brad Riddell and, and those kind of guys. Like, I mean, he's lost to Fiziev, I think. Um, yeah, he's lost to Fiz- yeah. Fiziev. Um, and Fiziev's at 11, but Fiziev's been knocking off a lot of these uh, kind of like fringe top 15 level guys. So... Um, as far as like what you do with Bobby Green next, I just I just give him anyone in the top fifteen and just to see how he does, you know. Like I I I think he's earned a big fight, and I mean when he beat Ally Quinta, Ally Quinta was was pretty highly ranked, I believe. So yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, has a win over Alanda Venata. That was a really good fight. A lot of these fights were really really good, even though they were unanimous decisions. Like his fight with Guido was good. Very um, good fight. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely a big Bobby Green fan. Good to see him get another W over the weekend. Also, uh, went on the show Bully Beatdown, which if you know, you know, man, I, I fucked with Bully Beatdown so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's too bad what's happened to Mayhem Miller yeah, over the years. It, that's one of those. Yeah, man, that's heartbreaking shit. Um, yeah, shout out Bobby Green one more time. Like I million percent agree. You could market this guy uh, when you when you if you don't know his story if you do know his story the way he fights you end up rooting for him I think more often than not so 
Yeah, Bobby Green, man, that's the guy. That's the main card. Uh, we're going to hit some high notes quickly on this prelim card. Um, I think, you know, of course, you had some, a couple of finishes, um, more decisions for sure. The, the two big stories coming out. Uh, Andre Arlovsky, noted uh, diehard fan. Steven Jensen got to see Andre win his 33rd career fight, 33-20-2 30, now, his 55th professional fight. Andre Arlovsky not only wins, but now Steven Jensen is five. He's won five of his last six in the octagon. Um, I, I just, it's, he, he's just, he's one of the legends. I don't have to say it. One of the real goats of the sport. And, um, uh, of course, Roxanne Modafari, you know, loses a split decision, but um, stepping away, retiring. An absolute, we've talked about her on the show before. An absolute legend, a pillar of, of women's fighting and somebody that, uh, very much the same vein you, you just you always rooted for because of the energy she brought and how much she just loves the sport of MMA yeah yeah so I'll definitely touch on both of those things so so yeah massive Arlovsky fan over here um, <laughs> I'm not shy about it I never pick against him even if he was to rematch Francis Ngannou um, I would uh, I'd still take Arlovsky even even though I know it's a bad bet um yeah, I'm I'm very biased. He's one of my favorite fighters ever. Uh, he's probably my favorite heavyweight of all time, at least when it comes to the UFC. I have a soft spot for Mirko Krokop still, but legend. yeah, both guys absolute legends. Um, but yeah, Orlovsky, it's so funny because in his last six fights, even if you go one one back before that, um, where he, he loses to Jazzy Rosen strike, which you know Rosie's yeah. knocking out so many Everybody. people that you know yeah. it's just that's just what he does after that it feels like ever since the rosen strike fight they've been trying to find people to like make a name off of Arlovsky on his way out and and he went out there he beat felipe lens he beat tanner bozier he beat chase sherman he beat Carlos felipe <laughs> and he beat jared venera and the only one who's beaten him in the six fight stretch was tom aspinall four fights ago in aspinall actually is like the next breed of like heavyweight contender like Aspinall I think will fight for UFC heavyweight title probably in the next year or two um like he's very good like but he's the only one out of six of these guys who actually was able to get the job done on Arlovsky and that said like like you just mentioned one is one five out of his last six he's on a three-fight winning streak and with his name value it's very interesting right now because we just talked about heavyweight and how they're in this position where they might have no Nganu, no Stipe, no Jones, and guys like Tuyavasa are are rising up. And, and Andre Olovsky has lost a tie to Tuyavasa um, years back, but yeah. that's an interesting rematch. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is Olovsky's in the mix. I'm not saying he should necessarily be getting a world title match right now. I'm just saying he has enough name value and being a former champion and being on a win streak to where in certain scenarios, I could see him in a pretty big spot in the heavyweight division in his next fight, potentially. Um, I think most likely they'll just keep giving him more people that they think are going to be stars long term. Like they'll just keep trying to beat Arlovsky with young up and comers um, and Arlovsky will just keep beating most of them, which I think is awesome. But um, but like I said, I. I mean, especially because they fought on the same show, I don't think it's like completely out of the realm of possibility 
if you have like Stipe versus Jones for the title and you do Tuyavasa versus Orlovsky and like the winner of that gets a title shot. Like if Andre Orlovsky somehow could could beat Tuyavasa after Tuyavasa just beat Lewis, then you have to consider Orlovsky a threat for the title. So um yeah, I just thought that was incredible. And then um as you as, as you also mentioned, Roxanne Mataferi, this was awesome for a lot of reasons. Um one being Casey O'Neill is like the young up and coming like star. Basically what they tried to do to Orlovsky, they also tried to do yes. to Roxanne on this night. And O'Neill barely got by. Like it was a split decision and it was a really close fight. And as you mentioned, Roxanne Modafferi is a legitimate pioneer of female MMA. She, as I've said before on the show, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it all day, but like she, she is like the least athletic person outside of CM Punk I've ever seen fight. And her heart is just so admirable. Like she, the, the amount of work she's had to put in to out to literally outwork her opponents. Like, cause you can see when she fights, her punches are off balance and she, she just doesn't move athletically and, and, and she, it's just awkward. And, but she'll stay in your face and she'll have better conditioning than you. And she wants it more than you do. Right. And like, there's just something that's really, really admirable about that. Um, she made a career out of it. I, I think her record last I looked, I think it was 25 and 21. So like, it's not like she's been some like world beater, but she's beaten a lot of good fighters and she's been in the cage with a lot of great fighters. And she was ranked number 12 in the division coming into this fight. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of Roxanne Mataferi, the happy warrior. She's a great example of what mixed martial arts is. I thought it was awesome when uh, Israel Adesanya was talking about her before the fight, and he was like, "Yo, if you don't like Roxy, then fuck you. Like, there's something wrong with you if you don't like Roxy." <laughs> like, did you see any of the? Did you see his post fight when Booker T was there? I did. Dude, that was incredible. He's like answering someone else's question, and then, like halfway through, he's like, "Yo, is that fucking Booker T over there?" And then like he like just starts talking about it the five time, five time, five time, and like how he's just like marking out as a fan that Booker T is doing the 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 press conference and stuff um also quick shout out just i want to throw it out there um nate diaz is saying he wants to have one more fight in the ufc and then be done probably to go box um but it looks like it's going to be him and poirier it looks like both guys want it so hell yeah um, dude i that's i'll throw that out there too but um but yeah huge shout out to rossi amata fairy um she's retiring with her health she's yep. Um, put a stamp on the sport. She's going to always be remembered. Uh, her win-loss record doesn't lead me to think she's going to be like a UFC Hall of Famer, but she might be based on her contributions to, to women's MMA. Yeah, it's possible. Um, and if she was, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. So, um, so yeah, and then and then huge shout out to Casey O'Neill. I mean, what was interesting about her though is leading up to the fight she was playing the heel and during the fight, she was playing the heel. Like Roxy went to touch gloves with her at the beginning and she didn't do it. And she was getting booed. And then when she wins a split decision, she's getting booed because she's played herself as a heel leading up to the fight. And during the fight and the fight was close and everyone loves Roxy. And then she's like whining about getting booed on the microphone. It's like, isn't this like people have to understand, like, (laughs) I get there's a lot of a lot of influence on MMA from pro wrestling, but like if if you're a fighter 
and you're going to do those kind of tactics to be a heel, but you just think it's like you're just being cute and like the fans are just going to, they're going to cheer you either way based on your performance. Like, what are you doing? Like, why would yeah. you go out there and intentionally be a heel over and over and over again and then be surprised and butthurt when the fans actually boo you? Like, this didn't make any sense to me. She's a, she's yeah. a very good fighter. She's got a really bright future. She could potentially be the, the, the champion um, at some point, you know, that's, that's all up to how long Shevchenko wants to be in the division. Yeah. Like, you know, but you know, I'm not taking anything away from Casey O'Neill. Um, it was a it was a good performance by her and Montefiore. I would have personally liked to see Roxanne get the nod in the split decision, but you know, it is it, there. There's not enough good things I could say about Roxanne Montefiore. Like, I I just it just cannot be overstated. Just how hard she had to have worked to have the successful career she's had in fighting. I mean, fighting elite elite level yeah. mixed martial arts people in a cage when you can barely throw punches and you can barely do footwork and it's it's and and someone hearing this might think i'm making fun of her and it really is the opposite like i really think it's because not everyone is born with the physical tools to be some world-class athlete or have like the speed of like and power of like a mike tyson or the footwork of a anderson silver She, she just doesn't have any of that but she she has a career of over 40 fights in which she won over half of them against elite level fighters. Like that's, 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 I, I think that's incredible. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the, the heart, the will things that we love so much about sports, uh, Roxanne absolutely personifies. And it's that thing of, you know, had she, maybe if she were blessed a little bit with something, uh, you know, something more talent-based uh, given to her, not really having to do it the hard way. I mean, she honestly, she has the grit of, like, the goat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you put, you know, anybody else's just natural talent in her body, bro, that's like, I don't know if, I don't know if she ever would have lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, just based <laughs> off that. Yeah. But, yeah, shout her out. Uh, impressive career, like you're saying. Hall of Famer, possibly from Pioneer standpoint, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, but this was, man, this was a top-notch card, UFC 271 in the books. Uh, this weekend, we've just got a fight night. I say just, but, I mean, there's some really fun fights on here. Jim Miller's back. Um, shout out Jim Miller. But the main event, man, I know we wanted to talk about it, and then you may hit some high spots. Uh, how are you feeling, man, with Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill about to throw hands? So before I get into that, I'll just quickly say from this week, this past weekend, uh, shout out to Kyler Phillips over Rojo. Um, Phillips is going to be he, he's going to be really interesting in the bantamweight division. Um, so I just a name to keep your eye out for. As far as this weekend, though, I mean, let's see. I this is a tough one to call because it's hard for me to it's hard for me to take Johnny Walker totally seriously. And I hate to yeah. say it, but especially after he he dislocated his shoulder trying to do the worm a few years ago, like that really, <laughs> that really was like, you know, in Jamal Hill, let me see. Uh, he lost some recently, right? There was just the Paul Craig loss. He beat Jimmy Crude. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Bear, Bear Jew. Lo- love Paul Craig. I know that's similar to Audrey Olovsky. I don't pick against Paul Craig. Um but yeah, he knocked out Jimmy Crute in less than a minute. That's right. Man, that's a this is an interesting fight. What was Johnny Walker's last uh last fight? Yeah, that was the loss to Tiago Sanchez. He's lost three of his last four. And most of it is is coming after 
dislocating his own shoulder. <laughs> Man, he's lost to Anderson, Krylov, and Santos. He's only beaten Span in his last four. Man, I'm going to go Jamal Hill, I think. Um, I think there's probably going to be a knockout. It'll probably be a really entertaining fight uh, for as long as it lasts. But, yeah, I'm going to go Jamal Hill. And then uh, I'll also, I'm going to go Jim Miller against pretty much anybody outside of, like, the tippy, tippy top. Um, Probably take Kyle Dawkins also. Um, He he beat, um, what was his big fight am I thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of his last fight with Kevin Holland where they, yeah, they just like headbutted each other. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll take Jamal Hill in the main event though. You got, you got Hill or Walker in that one. No, I'm with you. I'm with Hill. I, I'm, I'm, I'll never forget the incident with Johnny Walker. And like you're saying, it just, uh, Hill is on the rise. It feels, you know, it's not a bad loss at all. I give me Hill. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then, uh, uh Buckley, he's got a ton yeah, of power too. That'll intrigued be intrigued in that one. Yeah. Walkwin Buckley. Who's he fighting again? I just know he's on the show. Um he's fighting Abdul Razak Al Hassan. And Al Hassan has lost three of his last four. Oh yeah, so that's probably gonna be Rafid right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a that's a, a feed for Buckley. So, yeah, uh, you know, we'll keep it real. Pretty weak card on paper. Um, it is a fight night, and it is kind of sandwiched between a lot of big stuff. Like, we have all these pay-per-views, and a lot of them are getting multiple title fights now. Um, yeah. The next pay-per-view is headlined by Covington and Masvidal, which is non-title, of course, but that's basically pro wrestling at its finest right there. Um, and then uh, and then uh, this upcoming, the weekend after this, the main event is Dariush and Makachev, and the winner of that could very well be the number one contender for the lightweight title. So, um, a lot of really good, a lot of really good stuff coming up. This card this weekend just kind of feels like it's lost in the shuffle, and they they've lost some big names like Alir Latifi was supposed to be on this card as well, um, and stuff like that. So I, uh, oh yeah, that's right, RDA versus uh, yeah, yeah. Aziv was supposed to be the main event of this. That's right, and now now that's the co-main of the next pay per view because Fazeev had visa issues. So that's right. This was supposed to be Dos Anjos versus Fazeev. And I, I knew something felt weird when we were talking about Walker and Hill as the main event. That's That actually makes a lot more sense as to why this card looks so weak on paper overall. Walker versus Hill should have been the co-main. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, um, this is what it is. I'll actually be watching... Um, Impact Wrestling's No Surrender that night because I'll be doing the post show with Denise Alcedo for Fightful. So I'll have to get caught up on this after. We'll probably take we'll probably take next week off of the show um, okay. since this is a weaker show. Um, I will throw it out there right now. I will. Oh, man. Let's get predictions right now. Just real quick for Darius versus Makachev. Who do you think wins okay. that one? Uh, I am going to go Makachev. I think my gut, I, I just got to go Makachev. Call it a gut feeling. Yeah, Makachev's looked pretty un, unbeatable. I yeah. mean, he's a Habib Darius guy. Darius is tough. Yeah, Makachev's 21-1. and one. His only loss was in 2015. 
And I remember that because I think he was dominating. And then uh, just like the tides just completely turned on him. But I mean, his last few, Dan Hooker, Tiago Moises, Drew Dober, he's looking really good. And then Daryush, he's coming off of that big win over Tony Ferguson. He's won his last one, two, three, four, five, six in a row. Also, Drew Dober, uh, Tiago Moises, a lot of uh, a lot of similar opponents. Man, that's that's a tough one. Dariush is really putting it together right now. Um, it's wild because Dariush lost Alexander Hernandez a few years ago, and now yeah, man. Um, his only other losses in his career: are Edson Barbosa, Michael Chiesa, and Ramsey Neem. Oh man. Oh, this is tough. I'm going to go Mahachev, though. I just, I got a gut feeling about it also. His wrestling is just too yep. good. Um, I mean, he's he's basically, now that Habib isn't fighting, Habib and his team have basically chosen Mahachev as, like, their successor. So, like, Mahachev is basically the best of all of the, basically, outside of Habib, it seems like Mahachev is the best guy, like, in that camp. Um, so... I mean, I, I just got to roll with him. So I'm going to I'm going to go Islam Mahachev over Benil Daryush. Not next right. weekend, but, you know, two weekends from now. Wrestling, baby. Wrestling. <laughs> well, uh, well, that'll do it. Uh, Mose, let people know where to find you and we'll get on out of here. Yeah, at Mose KOBK on Twitter. Appreciate everybody. Uh, anyone that does keep up with the IWTV, uh, March 4th and 5th, we got some IWTV live streams going down, so appreciate you watching those if possible. Yeah, absolutely, and speaking of IWTV, use code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K-L, one word, no spaces. Put that in the promo code spot on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live, and uh, help us out when you use that code. Also, uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter, FIGHTTALK underscore. Make sure to check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast at FightfulSelect.com every Sunday, talking independent wrestling. Uh, the spotlight on Fightful on Thursdays, all the other stuff I got going on. I got a damn Degrassi show every Friday now on Fightful Overbooked. That's going right, on. you do. Yeah, talk, here's talk about Degrassi, the next generation. So I got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, later tonight at the time of this recording, we got live rounds with myself and Doug. We'll be talking about Cody and um, Steve Austin and, I mean, a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on in wrestling right now. Um, Keith Lee and Jay White and all that stuff. So. That's the RVD Tito for Life YouTube channel. You can check that out. So, again, the show is called Live Rounds. I'll be live with Jesse Davin later this week, uh, probably tomorrow morning, talking more Cody stuff in Elimination Chamber. We've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, so, yeah, just keep updated on Twitter at the stuff that I am doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back not next week, but the week after, talking some more mixed martial arts. <laughs>